Hey guys, welcome to another week of Drinking with the Devil. I'm your host, Thomas, and again, I want to continue my campaign of mental health awareness. That being said, hi, my name's Thomas. I'm neurodivergent. I have ADD. I also have depression. As such, my doctor put me on Wellbutrin. This is not sponsored. I'm just trying to let you know, yes, I have depression. I take medication for it. It's okay to seek help. That being said, one of my favorite bands in the whole world, Avenged Sevenfold, had an amazing drummer named Jimmy Sullivan. They called him Rev. He was an amazing artist. He was going places. He was happy with life. Unfortunately, he had a drug overdose caused by mixing alcohol with antidepressants, and sadly, we lost him. Um, it, it really was a tragic loss and I don't know that music will ever recover in my mind at least. I personally love the band and hope to see them live someday or what's left of them. Um, that being said, yes, mental health is definitely something people need to take into consideration, especially for veterans. Uh, we lose 22 veterans a day, and that number is extremely way too high with everything we have access to. There's no justifiable reason why we still condemn people for any form of mental health disability whatsoever. So in the spirit of continuing my, my personal growth and health, I will be consuming Mountain Dew instead of an alcoholic beverage, which as y'all know, I do like my alcohol, but alcohol being the depressant it is, I will be drinking Mountain Dew. And before someone pops in there and tries to tell me that the sugars in the Mountain Dew causes my blood sugar to spike or to drop or da 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 Guys, unless I'm in here drinking water, which is not my favorite, there's going to be some kind of drawback. Let's just accept it and move on. <laughs> but that being said, um, I I'm going to take it back a little bit tonight. I'm not going to be discussing so much other states and other people's stories of the paranormal as I have been the last couple weeks. I'm actually going to take this week to talk some more about some of my own personal paranormal. And I'm hoping to get a good friend of mine on next week's podcast to talk about his experiences. And he's got some amazing experiences. I hope he comes on. Maybe one day, someday he'll be here. That being said, I'm from a small town in Florida. Uh, not a whole lot of people. Didn't used to be. I, I moved to the great state of Tennessee. I, Florida is behind me. It's not the same town it was. Well, unfortunately, the town I grew up in was devastated by Hurricane Michael uh, about three years ago now, 2018, October. So, yeah, over three years now. So, And my mother still lives in you know, poor St. Joe. 
So it's one of those situations where it caused a lot of memories to come up. And every year on Facebook, it reminds me, hey, this is what you were going through. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Well, most of my stories come from that area. And there's this really nifty town in that area that I've already spoke about with the Bellamy Bridge called Mariana. Now, Mariana is a very old town, and it's amazing. Uh, if you ever get a chance to go to Florida, I suggest swinging by Mariana because it is an amazing town. Uh, St. Augustine, Florida. I, I've been there. It's beautiful. The haunted tours in St. Augustine, I will strongly, strongly, strongly suggest. Uh, that being said, I will like to put it out there <laughs> that... If you get a chance to go to St. Augustine, there is a fort. Now, in this fort, they held Osceola, who was a Seminole chief. And that is actually where he ended up dying, I believe, of pneumonia. Well... It would have been 1996, 97. I would have been in the fifth grade. And any of my former classmates can say this because they were all there. We went to the fort. And uh, I'm going to screw it up because y'all know I can't pronounce nothing. But it is the Castillo de San Marcos. And the Castillo is probably the word I screwed up. So if you want to make fun of me, you can go on the Facebook page, Drinking with the Devil, and make fun of my pronunciations. Because, yeah. <laughs> but we went to this fort. And it's a beautiful fort. And the walls are made of this thing called Coquina. And... No, not cocaine. I'm from Florida, but not that Florida. But no, it's called Coquina. And a lot of people call Coquina periwinkles, but they're inaccurate. Periwinkles are actually like a snail thing that lives in freshwater. Coquina are like little bitty clams that burrow down in the sand on the beach. If you've never been on a beach and you do get the chance to go, take a shovel. You dig down, usually you'll find these little things and you can watch them they'll turn themselves on their side and they'll and they'll be back down in the dirt it's amazing to fun it's fun to watch if you're a kid it may not be so fun for you adults but i was a kid it's how i recognize it leave me alone <laughs> but uh yeah so the walls are made out of these compressed coquinas and it actually turned out to be a really great structure it the way it breaks isn't like concrete or limestone it breaks and crumbles instead of breaking in chunks so it was very effective as a fort well the native american or cherokee native or no sorry the seminole native american 
chief. I, I could just say the Seminole chief, can I? I don't have to specify Native American because the Seminole were Native Americans. Am I wrong? So Osceola was captured and he was held as a prisoner in Castillo de San Marcos. And while he was prisoner, he contracted pneumonia and sadly passed away. Well, they say he and a doctor that was there sparked up a friendship, which makes no sense to me why the rest of the story goes the way it does. But for some reason, as a friend, he decided it would be a good idea to remove the head of Osceola before they buried him. He kept the head of his quote-unquote friend. I, I don't know. It was a different time. All I can say, it was a different time. Well, legend goes, and you know how legends are. They could be true. There's got to be a little bit of truth to it. Because where there's smoke, there's fire. But sometimes they're exaggerated. Legend goes that if he got upset with his children and felt the need to punish them, he would put said head at the foot of their bed and they would have to look at the head. That's not traumatizing at all. Well, his daughter got married and in her mind, it's over. She's finally away from this head. Oh no, what's daddy do? He gives them the head as a wedding gift. Um, yeah. Daddy's got issues. That's all I'm saying. Daddy's got issues. Well, the daughter then donates the head to, I believe, a museum. And you would think that would be where the story ends. But you'd be wrong. So story goes that Osceola still walks the grounds of the fort and you see him in a couple different forms. One would be a headless apparition walking around looking for his head. And the second would be as a floating orb about head height. You know, you know, floating head. Um, I've never seen any of this. Uh, we got out of there before this happened. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a weird story that they tell, but they tell it. And... Uh, there's an episode of Ghost Adventures. You can watch it. It's a great show. If you like over-exaggeration and acting. Sorry, Zach Baggins, but homie, if you're not fake, you are more dramatic than any of the fifth grade girls I took that haunted tour with. Because, and I will 
make sure to specify this. You are more dramatic because the scariest part of that, nobody screamed like you do in all your episodes. Zap Baggins, come at me, bro. Guys, Zap Baggins isn't going to come at me. One reason he's not going to come at me, he's probably never going to hear this podcast. He doesn't care about me. I am minuscule. I'm not even on his radar. So I can talk all the crap I want and have no repercussions because I'm like a fly in an ocean to him. So I guarantee you he gets critiqued by so much more popular people than me. That being said, I went on this trip and it was amazing. uh, I'll never forget. I don't know if I can say their real name without their permission, but my fifth grade teacher, Miss Kathy, was an amazing teacher. She was the chaperone. She made sure we knew history, and she was the history teacher, but being from a small school, she was also the teacher of multiple subjects. Uh, Once you hit fourth grade at my school, you kind of rotate at science, math, and history. Uh, Three teachers taught those subjects specifically to that age range students. So she was my history teacher from fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. An amazing woman, love her to death. She just, she made history come alive. She, I don't know if she believed in the haunted aspect of the tour, but she made sure we got to go. And they told stories of, you know, famous hauntings. They told stories of not famous hauntings. So it, it wasn't just, oh, well, this is Osceola. No, they told a story about a family that purchased a house. And in this house, there was a... um casket I, I never know what to what to call them they're caskets, they're coffins they're burial boxes whatever you want to call them, I call them caskets there was a casket in the attic that sounds like a child song there's a casket in the attic, cop your hands anyways, so there's this casket in the attic and when the family moves in they start hearing this noise they don't know about said casket so the husband and wife are talking. There's an animal up in the attic. There's an animal up in the attic. Well, you need to go get him. <laughs> so the husband goes up to the attic. He's like, I'm going to kill this raccoon or I'm going to kill this squirrel. I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. Being from the South as we are, that that's not how we talk at all. <laughs> but uh, anyways, guys, I ramble. You know this. Anyways, they go and... He goes to the uh, attic. Well, in the attic, there's the casket. Why is there a casket in the attic? Don't know, but said casket is flopping around and hitting the walls and doing all types of crazy, funky stuff. Why would it be doing that? Only suggesting they have paranormal and the ghosts, which is, eh, it's one of those stories you hear. Now, a lot of people are, (sighs) 
I don't know how to say this. A lot of people are a lot of people are negative when it comes to talking about paranormal. Much like mental health, if you talk about paranormal, you get labeled crazy and it's not a healthy environment. It really isn't. There needs to be a safe place where people can discuss this and even with churches now, it is becoming difficult to know can I talk to my preacher because my preacher is going to make me feel stupid or they're going to tell me it's all in my head or look, dude, there's books of the Bible that talk about ghosts. Why can't you believe in them? Because it's not modern and blah, blah. Anyways, there's no science that proves there is or is not paranormal, but the absence of proof is not proof of absence. So that being said, the <laughs> poop on you. Anyways, so the reason there were caskets in the attics in Florida is because Florida was constantly being devastated by things like yellow fever. Now, why would Florida be susceptible to yellow fever? Well, it's really easy. The Florida state bird mosquito. Guys, that is not truly the bird of Florida. Please do not fact check me. <laughs> but the mosquito is devastating and it carried yellow fever now florida literally literally guys florida is a swamp when donald trump ran on the platform of he was going to drain the swamp i literally thought he meant florida i didn't literally mean come on please do not fact check me people and this will be stuff that people will comment and I will get in my DMs telling me how stupid I am. And the fact checkers say this. Guys, I'm exaggerating. Oh. Anyways. So, Florida is known for massive death. Which is good and all. But what a lot of people don't know. Is there's another? Oops! I just dropped it into my phone. There's another story that comes from Florida, and I was told it happened in St. Augustine. Um, I do more research and I'll try to get an actual story of it later. But I was told it happened in St. Augustine, so I'm gonna tell you about it. I know it happened in Florida, but I believe the version I actually heard was told at St. Augustine, but I believe it happened in the Florida Keys. Well, I'll update you. I'll give you the full story next week in detail. But this is these are the stories I was told on my trip. So this gentleman was a doctor, renowned, well-respected doctor of the area. And... He had a patient that was a very beautiful Hispanic woman. I mean, she was gorgeous. He just, he looked at her and he instantly fell in love. He knew that this woman was to be his. They were going to be married and have a life together and blah, 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 blah. Well, she had yellow fever. That's why he met her. And yellow fever did not have a high survival rating. But 
in an attempt to save her life, he created this device that literally you hung a plate of ice in front of a fan. We call that a redneck air conditioner today. Back then, that was high tech. But <laughs> you hung a plate of ice in front of a fan, and it would blow cold air, and it would help with the breathing because Florida is a very humid area. And if you're having respiratory issues, I suggest you go to Arizona because Florida sucks. <laughs> uh, Governor DeSantis, please, if you happen to hear this, I don't, I'm not saying Florida sucks as in I don't like what you're doing. You're doing an amazing job uh, with this whole situation going on. Please don't sue me. No, Florida sucks if you have respiratory issues because it's very humid and it makes it hard to breathe. I have a good, healthy set of lungs, and on a hot, humid day, it's difficult for me to breathe. So I could only imagine how someone with COPD, asthma, or something like that feels living in Florida. I will suggest moving to a less humid climate than Florida, for sure. But that being said... She dies. Well, he's devastated that she died. And he he's just emotionally distraught. He talks to the family and he convinces the family to allow him to purchase a mausoleum for her to be buried in. Well, I'm sure at the time the family who just lost their daughter, was very appreciative of the gift. They didn't realize what would come from it. And it saddens me to know that their pain and suffering is only just beginning. So they have the funeral. It's all going down like it always has. You know, casket to grave, grave to rest in peace. Unfortunately, she doesn't get to rest in peace. Uh, he proceeds to break into the mausoleum on a regular basis and perform experiments on her body to try to resurrect her. Um, and as she decays, he rebuilds and recreates her features with silk and wax. At one point, he claims to have resurrected her, and they had a conversation, and then she died again. Honestly, that's far-fetched, because if the human brain goes without oxygen for too long, I'm thinking it's more of he had a mental breakdown, he was distraught, and he was basically seeing what he wanted to see and hearing what he wanted to hear. That being said, it comes out that he's been doing this. The family finds out. He gets arrested. They throw him in jail. The family now has this desecrated body of their daughter that they have to now deal with. And as was you know, appropriate because they didn't have TV back in those days. They put the body on display in the funeral home. Well, they ended up reburying her and he gets charged with desecration of a grave. Well, 
I can't remember if he served any jail time or what the situation with that is, but when he is released from jail, he decides to show them what desecration of a grave looks like and blows up the mausoleum. Well, he owned it, so he couldn't be charged for anything. And then he left. And that is the last of the story I heard. Now, I've heard this story two different ways. One with it being in St. Augustine, one with it being in the Florida Keys. But, you know, I heard it while I was in St. Augustine the first time, so that's when I'm retelling it now. So, that being said, this has been a long one, and thank you for sticking with me. I know I like to ramble. Maybe one day some of you will come on and be my guest. I promise you we don't have to drink alcohol for those of you who are afraid of being labeled alcoholics. It's not the situation at all. Um, that being said, guys, take care of yourself. If you need help, get help. Don't be afraid to reach out for any reason because, you know, you have to take care of your mental health. Um, you may feel like the world wouldn't miss you, but we would. You you never know how you affect somebody else. So that being said, take care of yourself, and I'll see y'all next week. Hopefully with a guest, my first guest. There needs to be a prize. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but they're going to be my first guest. That being said, I love you guys. Be safe.